Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Joy of Social Work podcast. This is Joy, obviously. <laughs> How are you all? I hope everyone is doing swell. Um, I had already recorded this intro, but I went to this amazing event yesterday and I said, I have to talk about it. So I'm going to re-record um, so yesterday, this podcast called El Salon Chronicles, uh, which is a group of women, they have this podcast, they talk about love, life, sex, career, culture, uh, everything. It's, it's, it, it, I was listening to a few episodes this morning, actually, it's early, but I was still listening to some episodes this morning and I was just like, yo, this shit is really funny. And they are a group of, they are some characters, but they are great, amazing, amazing spirits, um, beautiful women. So they had this pot and pour. So it was a podcast and creator networking event. So dope. Great idea. Um, so I, I had met them when Carrie did a pop-up at, uh, one Broadway bullet or Broadway Bruckner Boulevard, um, at Monhaven Bar and Grill. I want to say is the name of the restaurant, and we, you know, we were talking about oh, we have podcasts, blah blah blah, and then they had this event. We went so amazing. So shout out to El Salon Chronicles. Listen to their podcast, um, and we met some other podcasters from the Godcast. They were dope. Um, also this other woman named Maggie from Pink Leo Productions. Uh, and who else, who else, who else? Oh, uh, a vlogger family, me, you, and the Blended Crew. So shout out to all of them. So such an amazing event, such such dope people. Uh, so yeah, check all of their information out. I will tag them in this description if you would like to follow them. Um, also shout out to Carrie, because I was like, you need to be up there talking about your podcast. And she's like, I'm only four episodes in. And I'm like, so? So what? She's like, you're a year and a half. And I'm like, so at some point you're going to have more episodes than me because, you know, we just do this every other week. Um, and she, you know, she does hers weekly. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. So shout out to Carrie and A Dose of Adela, her podcast. Uh, also shout out, you know what? Let me, let, me, let me shout out my podcast friends. Shout out to Ty and V with Cause I Said So. Shout out to Celebrity with, let me make sure I get the right name of her podcast, The Transparent Diary. Shout out to uh, Wildin' for Respect. If you have a podcast that I didn't just name, sorry. I'll name it next time. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all podcasters, especially podcasters of color. Um, you know, we in Poland and shit. So, yeah. So, that was yesterday. Um, what else has been happening in the life of JOI? I feel like nothing. I feel like this has been boring. Like I like had this, this July of like weddings and family and retreats. And now I'm like, oh, I'm just going to work. <laughs> School about to start like tomorrow feels like, but it is August and it is Leo season and my birthday on the 15th. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, I just want to do ratchet things one ratchet thing with my friends I want to drop down and get my eagle on one time one good time and then I'm gonna be done because I just you know I've been eating cauliflower and lettuce and shit so I do think that it's gonna prolong my 
ability to flap my wings. But I also just think that I shouldn't do it after August 18th when it's, I'm going to celebrate my birthday. So, yeah, if you are in the New York City area and you're like, I want to come to your birthday party and you're not a scary person, email me or DM me and I will send you the information because the more the merrier. I am turning 35. I'm excited. I feel like I'm a real adult. <laughs> um, and, you know, people have feelings about this, but I'm going to just put it out there because I don't really. I don't. OK, I don't think that it is wrong to say what I'm about to say. If you think it is wrong to say what I'm about to say, that is OK. That is your opinion. That is how you feel. You do not have to participate. That is okay. That is all good with the kid. So what I'm about to say is, it is my birthday, or it is going to be my birthday. Um, this podcast for you to listen to is free. This podcast for me to put out there is not. If you like this podcast, if you like me, if you're like, this girl is a lot. And you want to give me a dollar for my birthday? You want to give me $2,100 so I can sell my car? But that's on the story. Um, you can cash app me at, and my cash app is J-O-I-S-W. If you're like, hell no, I ain't sending you no money. I'm still into this free podcast. That's cool, too. It is no love laws. Do what you feel is right, boo. But I just want to put that out there because closed mouths don't get fed. So... It's out there, it's in the atmosphere. Um, but in, you know, in my birthday season and in processing how I feel about turning 35, the reality and uh, a thing that's also been really important around this time, it is the anniversary of my father's death. This year makes 10 years. My August 18th episode will be about that. Like, not necessarily, like, just talking about my dad and dying and, like, that because I don't even know what that would look like. Um, but kind of in, in talking about, you know, that day, because it's a very vivid day. Actually, that whole weekend is very vivid. Uh, but also in acknowledging had my father not died 10 years ago, my life would be different. Um, and like I've had other relatives die before him. Um, even, you know, like even like my grandma, my maternal grandmother passing away was like a huge deal for me. And then my dad died, and it was just kind of like, oh, wait, this is more serious. <laughs> like, like no shade to my grandma, but it was just like, oh, my dad is dead? Like, oh, death is, death is real? Like, you can't just ask for the person to come back, and then they come, oh, oh, they're gone, gone. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and, you know, and, and talking about all of that, you know, I told y'all I was back in therapy. My therapist and I were talking about it. She's like, so like, what do you, what's your thoughts on birthdays? And I was like, I'm a birthday person. You know, my birthday is my favorite day of the year. And then, you know, we got into some more stuff, which I'll go into in that episode. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for that in two weeks. Uh, I don't, I don't know where that one's going to go. It might be uh, one of those emotional ones. I, I, I It might not be. I'm not really sure. Um, but I appreciate your support. And in this podcast, you know, we are. I just count. Because <laughs> I cannot figure out a better way to find a number. 
but we are 40 episodes in. This is 41, uh, not including the the brief intro of like who I am, but like we've been out here doing this shit for a year and a half. So thank you for your support. If you are new and you're like, what is this? It's a good time. Just 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 listen. Just just get on this ride and just go with us. <laughs> it's a fun time. So I don't think there's anything else I had updates on. And if there were, I don't remember them. Oh, 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 this is important. This is important. Maybe not to you, but maybe to me. Um, two things, actually, because I'm staring at them. If you have been listening or if you follow me on, on, on Instagram, like, oh, God, two months ago, maybe, I was, I'm selling merchandise. I, this has been I've had such a challenge with like production and stuff, but finally, 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 my anxious as fuck shirts are ready. So if you have ordered them and you did not get my email yesterday, your order is going out tomorrow, Monday morning. They are going out to you. Thank you for your patience. I've thrown extra stuff in there. Like, please, please, thank you. Please, thank you, thank you. And please don't like hate me. Um, But those are coming out. And I really, really like them. And I'm like, oh, because I was like, I ain't, I fuck this shit. I ain't selling nothing else. <laughs> like, this shit is stressful. But I really like them. And I think I want to sell them still because they're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. They're really cute. I'm going to wear one today. So I'm going to take a picture. But they're cute. So I think I might continue to sell them. Oh, stress. But anyway. But now that they now that I have somebody that can make them and like has the I don't I don't know t-shirt and stuff. They have the thing to make it so it won't be so stressful like it was. So it wouldn't be a two month turnaround. It would be like a few days. So I might post about it if I'm a solo. I'll talk about it later. I'll let y'all know. But they're so cute. I really like them. Anyway, um, so that was one thing. The other thing is I'm very excited because my dear friends, Ebony, who is Team Two Moms, uh, Lakeisha, who is my friend, who, if you follow me on Instagram, makes all my cakes baked by Keisha. Her page is currently, like, hacked or something. But, you know, she's some amazing cakes. And then our other friend, Sabrina, are going away on our first trip together. So you're like, who cares? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but Ebony, I've known Ebony since kindergarten, Lakeisha since first grade, Sabrina since seventh grade. And the four of us have never gone away together. Like, I've gone to Vegas with Keisha. And I think that's it. I don't think I've traveled with the rest of them. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. We have had, we've been friends for so many years. And, you know, like friends who've been friends for so many years, you have ebbs and flows in your relationship and so this will be some time for us to like maybe discuss them I do want to record with them because I think it would be dope to talk about um having friends for that long having fallouts in the friendship and like how do you know it's worth going back to the friend because I think sometimes when you have fallouts with friends that that's just it um and then I do think that there's times that it makes sense to work it out. So, like, how do you know when to work it out? What makes it feel right to work out? Um, and how we have kind of maintained a friendship for, I mean, like, Ebony and I for 30 years, which is wild. So, yeah. 
if that happens, that'll be in September. Stay tuned to looked out, looked looked out, what? Look out for that. But yeah, we're gonna get into this episode. We are talking imposter syndrome with my home girl. Uh, this is, the, I think, the fourth edition of the Sounds of Blackness. And so, if you're like, why is it Sounds of Blackness? Uh, because, you know, I think personally that imposter syndrome impacts. I think it really just impacts women, but. Just one might argue that it can impact men too, but I think that it impacts women of color on a whole nother level, as does a lot of shit. Um, so we are two women of color talking over oh, two black women, really talking about how imposter syndrome has impacted our lives. And yeah, stay tuned. Let me know what you think, please. Please, please, please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, thank you always for supporting. If you have any questions, comments, words of wisdom, email me, thejoyofsocialwork at gmail.com, J-O-I. You want to say happy birthday on the 15th? You can do that too. You want to follow me on Instagram and send me um a dm my instagram i haven't talked about it in a while because i'm like who listens to this and are they gonna go on my instagram uh so my instagram is lioness goes roar because i'm a leo (laughs) Uh, sometimes i think about changing i feel like i talked about that but anyway we're not gonna get into that today so yeah for my to my fellow leos happy birthday happy leo season to all of you out there have a great one and enjoy this episode all right, so I am here with a very special guest, who ain't really a guest because this is your third episode. This is your third episode? I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. You live here. Well, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Okay, so... I want to talk about a thing. So I feel like all of our episodes are co- literally conversations that we have <laughs> every day. Uh-huh. And then it's like, we should talk about this out loud. Because I know from, like, from experience of life and experience of this podcast, it's like just about everything that anybody is going through, somebody else is going through. Uh-huh. And sometimes, pe- most times I feel like people don't have a space to talk about it other than like with their friends or you think like I'm crazy or I'm making this stuff up it's not really that serious and then you hear somebody else talk about it and you're like I'm not crazy like that shit is real so this is one of those conversations so yeah so we're gonna talk about imposter syndrome so when did you first find out about imposter syndrome so first, I was experiencing it. Okay. And I think, like, in my line of work, as I tried to... Um, as we're in your nice office. <laughs> oh, you so fancy. Sorry. As I tried to advance in my career and just kept hitting roadblock after roadblock. Mm-hmm. And then also getting promoted slowly as you go. For some reason, on the times where I would actually be promoted, I would ask myself if it was just because, like, the person who interviewed me liked me or maybe we're the same sign Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, there's something about whatever that, like, got me the job and it's not really about what I can actually do. And I think... so real. Like, it was never... I always felt that any promotion that I got 
was based on something other than like my actual skill. skills yeah. and experience, although I have a shit ton of it. Yes, you do. So, and I think, and then I was like listening to another podcast uh-huh. and I heard someone talk about... So you listen about, to other podcasts? <laughs> We're not going to say which podcast it was because it's irrelevant and I don't listen anymore. Okay, go on, sorry. Because the cream always rises to the top. What? <laughs> random say <laughs> my mind went like way over here and I'm like I'm, I don't even know okay go on okay so you listen to the podcast and they were talking about this three minutes in and we are yes. clowns yes and I was like oh that's what that is and it was like mm-hmm. another person of color describing it and oh yeah I know exactly okay yeah and they and she was saying like this is what plagues her every day at work and like what causes her to do the most 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 <laughs> yeah is because she's always worried that someone's gonna realize that she actually don't know what the fuck she's doing and she don't belong here yeah. although she knows what she's doing and she does belong there that shit is so real yeah yeah I yeah I would I would say same I I experienced it before I had a name for it mm-hmm. um, exactly when I. So, and I think, like, if I really, like, dig deep and maybe, like, reach a little bit, I think, like, a white woman gave it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, like, tell it a thing you can, like, give. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not a thing. You can implant a, the thoughts. But you can implant the thoughts. So, let me tell you why. So, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, <laughs> February of 2009, mm-hmm. I feel like it's weird when you say 2009, but what, in 2009, in February... I or like probably in like January I was interviewing for this job and that you know it was like a bit you know when you interview it's a large pool then they narrow it down to like three people and then you like meet the staff mm-hmm. and then they see if they like you and I got hired mm-hmm. now it was for a job that I had never done had no experience I had not now this time I really had no experience mm-hmm. um but I like, had just started social work school the fall before and I'm like, I know that I want to work with adolescents. And so I think that I could work here. And I'm smart. I can learn quickly. Like, mm-hmm. give me a chance. And they did. And then a woman, a white woman, said to me, you know, you were the least qualified. Mm-hmm. But we liked your personality. And so... <laughs> I think in the moment I like laughed it off and I was like, oh, well, thank you so much for liking my personality. But like, what detriment did that do me moving forward in my career? Because I think any, honestly, to really be honest, any job that I've had since then, I think I've always, like you, like questioned it. Like, why I hired me for? Mm-hmm. When, I, when I got my first job out of grad school, I was very scared. And then when, even when I felt like I was doing a good job, I didn't really feel like I was doing a good job. Mm. I felt like people just liked my personality. Like, and I lit, like, and like, to be honest, like, that's kind of just how I feel in life. Like, I don't know that I'm as great as I think, like, that I think people think that I am. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, it's because I'm nice and I have a nice mm-hmm. smile, so people fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And like, literally, literally, I'm like, am I, am I, do I even do a good job? Or y'all just like, she had a nice mouth, so whatever mm-hmm. she says, like, gotta be mm-hmm. honest. Or this true. regular. Or this. Like, I don't mess it, like. Like, you doing regular stuff. Right. Like, it, like you right. really not as popping as you think you are. Like, you really. Right. Like, you supposed to do this. Right. Like, when I was going into education, 
when I was switching from preventive to, to, to schools, I was like, oh, I'm going to fuck somebody kid up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but you've, you had experience with adolescents. Mm-hmm. You didn't do a bad job. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're going to do it now? And like, I really like went in there like, oh, God, oh, God, mm-hmm. oh, God. And I think did a good job. Mm-hmm. Great, great job. Mm-hmm. But it still like fucking plagues me. So if you're like, I don't know what imposter syndrome is. I've never heard of it. Let me give you the definition. So imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. So like basically that means like you don't think that you deserve a job or your skills or your education or whatever the case may be. Like, you deserve this this position or, like, you've earned it. Like, I really feel like I earned my degree. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know people who, like, just got graduated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that definitely the same. I, You know, yes, impo- when I talk about, when I talk to other people who mm-hmm. are also in my field mm-hmm. and who don't necessarily look like me, uh-huh. I've realized the trend mm-hmm. is that they have far fewer years of experience. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> and a whole like degree less than mm-hmm. I do. And I'm like, and those are the moments when I'm like, Alex, get your head out your ass mm-hmm. with this imposter syndrome bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like these people are literally walking in and being like, well, this is my job and this is what this, I came to do. Yes, and, and they do it. And they do it and that's it. And they do it poorly most right. of the time. Right. But they also have no qualms about walking in and just, you know, asserting themselves and imposing their will. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I began to slowly come out of it. Yeah. But I still have those moments. And the moments when it creeps in the most is when I'm not in my professional life and I'm in my, what I call, real life. Yeah. Oh, but we're going to get into that. Yeah. Because I think we mostly, like, when I hear about mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, I hear about it just in, pers- in professional life. Mm-hmm. And then when I had asked you about this, I was like, can we talk about it in like professional and personal? Because I think that shit shows up a lot there. And I don't feel like I at least hear conversations about it. I think like you talk about it, but it's not like called that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like this has been on my mind. Like I had a conversation with someone else previously who wanted to come on a podcast and talk about it, but because of whatever reason, mm-hmm. couldn't. Um, but I still just felt like it was a good conversation to have. One of the women who was at the conference that I went to in March, the Millennial Social Work Conference, which I'm really looking forward to next year. And mm-hmm. I've been telling all of the people of color that I know, like, mm-hmm. we should all just go, like, fuck whatever you gotta do that day. But um, her name is, I'm trying to, I don't remember her. I remember her name, but I know that I'm gonna mispronounce it, so mm-hmm. I don't wanna do that. Mm-hmm. But her Instagram is The Trap Therapist. Okay. I think it's like, Delicia, but uh-huh. I don't know that, that I don't know if that's the pronunciation and I'm the yeah. one that's up. But anyway, so she talked about when she was when she like decided to open her own private practice, having like a huge imposter syndrome of like these people want to come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna pay me to do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and people would come, people would pay. And people didn't, like, complain about the fee, complain about the service. Yeah. And she was like, I had to, like, check myself, like. No, yeah. Like, you know what you're doing. Yep. And so, like, you know, you know that Mm -hmm. I've been in this whole, like, 
working at a FIFA service. Mm-hmm. I'm having some issues. Not issues with that, but like more so like scheduling issues. Yep. Like my real life and my real job. Mm-hmm. Um, where that is my, like a, a definitely a, I don't want to not call it a real job, but like my full-time job rather. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the beginning of the year and the end of the year requires a lot of like me being yep. present. And so... Like this parent-teacher conference, yeah. there's like activities that happen after school mm-hmm. that like I can miss some of them, but I can't miss all of them without it becoming an issue. Mm-hmm. So I had to resign from my FIFA service. So I, if you've been listening, I started therapy uh, earlier this month. It's July. Oh no, so earlier the next month because yeah. this is August now. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been in therapy for about a month. And my therapist, like a lot of people in my life who meet me and go like, why do you work for FIFA service and you have your C? Mm. I'm like, will you stop asking me these questions? Because I have imposter syndrome when it comes to having a private practice. Yes, yes, Like, I am like, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I going to give you the right tools? Am I going to do the right, like... Am I competent enough for you to come and pay me And pay me money. To hear me say what I have to say. Right, and to listen to you. And that's why the voice and the story is so very important. Yes. And, like, representation is so very important. Huge. Because if there were more people that look like you and I in the positions that we aspire to, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't seem so unattainable or like a fluke when you get it. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. So there's this meme that you have brought up before, and I like meant to look it up, but you know, my brain doesn't work all the time. But it's something like there are people less qualified than you mm-hmm. who are doing what you want to do just because they believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And like you and I have seen it first hand. First, like in our face, mm-hmm. like being told you can't have this. Yep. Not necessarily a reason why, no reason. but these other people can they do can. it and they can have mm-hmm. it. I still to this day feel like a lot of that is because of race and gender. Yes. Um, because I, I am definitely more, I have more degrees. Mm-hmm. I have more experience. Mm-hmm. I have proof. I have like data mm-hmm. that shows a that I am. track record of success. Right. A community that looks like you and that right. benefits from having you sitting in front of them. Right. But, but, but that's not enough. So it's like hard when you like, it's, sometimes it's hard to believe in yourself when, his, yes. like you said, like when history shows like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, or like when the organization you work for yeah. shows you yeah. that you're not who they want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm on the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee at my job, and I we were in a meeting. My ankle just cracked. That really hurt. Um, we were in a meeting, and like I'm looking around the room, and I'm thinking about the other rooms in this organization that I've sat in, and I said, you know what? What bothers me? The white people or my who are directors like me are mm-hmm. all younger than I am. Mm. The black people or the the other people of color, the Latinx community all seem to be, like, 32 to, like, Mm 50-ish. Like, maybe not that old, maybe Mm -hmm. a little older. And the the social work directors that are white are... Mm -hmm. Younger. Maybe, they might be Mm -hmm. 32, but there are some that are, like, 27. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
how you got it so fast? And maybe and maybe it's because they don't have this and they like walk into a room and they're like, this is my room, this is my job, like you said. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm gonna just take this job. Mm-hmm. And you and and maybe that confidence that they exude in some of those spaces is what gets them in the door. And but I also think it's a conditioning, right? I do think it's a conditioning. Because yes. I think even as people of color, when we walk into a space and see someone who is white and mm-hmm. is um, in charge, it seems natural. Whereas if you walk into a space and you see someone who looks like you, yes. but may come across as young or may, the first thing you got to do is figure out, well, how old is she? How yes. did she get oh here? My God. Ooh. Oh, she got this, and oh, she got that, yeah. or oh, she don't got this, and yes. she maybe sleep. Like it's always has to be a whole bunch of conditions. Like the first thing you do is try to figure out how what trick the person pulled to yes. get there, and I think that's another manifestation of imposter syndrome. That shit is real. Because if it was a Lily White chick standing in front of you in the same position, you, you would ask no questions. None. You would take none. your orders and go sit down. Yep. Yep. It's funny, you like that. Literally, that exact same story happened to a client of mine. Um, she works. At, she's a therapist too. She works at a, a predominantly white uh, organization, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a person came in. She said, looked at her like the fuck, and asked her what her credentials were. See. Now I wonder. I wonder if if she looked like her mm-hmm. and was in the same age range. Would she have said anything? No. I don't think so either. I've realized in my position, there are so people try because I think people have realized that Mm -hmm. you can't ask me those questions directly. Because people will ask you how old you are. So they'll ask. I'll be like, how old are you? Exactly. When did, where did you go to school? What year did you graduate? Oh, they tried to creep around it. How long have you been in education? And you're like, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and these are questions that my peers who are younger than I am yeah. don't face. Interesting. Like if you think back to the place where we worked at together. Yes. <laughs> where it was the exact like instance of or an exact example of, you know, us being there. Yeah. Us yeah. being offered a fashion show with no fashions. <laughs> If you don't understand the joke of fashion show with no fashions, I want to say unsubscribe, but don't do that. Just email me and I'll tell you the joke. I'll send you the clip. That the how tragic! How How tragic! Tragic! A fashion show with no fashions. A leader with no followers. Woo! Child. But like. And then you see how that played out, right? Yeah. So then they like handed the position over to someone who had zero experience and zero degrees. Yeah. When there's someone sitting with what, like 15 plus years? Two, you got two masters, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and offered me a fashion show with no fashions. Yeah. I remember I did a whole PowerPoint presentation <laughs> on, why, <laughs> on why I should get a promotion. Girl. And they told me, nah. Nah. You can get like like a baby promotion because 
You put a put together a PowerPoint. I don't fucking know what the biscuit Yo, was. Yo, how are you giving but, us a PowerPoint for a promotion and the person they gave the position to didn't even have a master's? I don't even. Nah, nah, they had a master's, but I don't think it was from an accredited school. That might be shady, Wait, but I think it's true. Wasn't that from. What's that university? Um, no, we ain't gonna say the name okay, of the school. That's okay. fucked up. Because somebody might be like, I went there. <laughs> you fucking shady ass bitches. No, we not going on. Okay, okay, okay. I do know the name. Too, I right gotta. Here. We don't talk about but, it. But, um. Like, I'm like, your school accredited or not? But, like, whatever. But I think that was because um, they were of the preferred ethnicity yep. and gender, that yep. person. Yep. And your person was the preferred ethnicity. That's right. And I think the problem with these these places is you're so scared of the black face in the room mm-hmm. that you push them out. That's right. Um, like Carrie said, she's the darkest person in her, her job. You've seen Carrie, right? <laughs> Carrie Carrie's is the darkest person in her job. They got like all of the the and the where does people, she work? A hospital in the Bronx. Yes. How? With black and brown people. She's the darkest. That's, a That's the population. See, these, police, these places don't want the no. people. And, like, I don't understand that shit. Like, I remember I was very adamant last year, and, and like, now I feel like I can talk about it out loud. I really did want a social worker of color that took for me to yeah. supervise. We work in fucking Brownsville. Yeah. There are, like, yeah. a gang of black and brown people. Yes. Why shouldn't they representation matter? Exactly. Why shouldn't why shouldn't one of these kids be able to walk into my office mm-hmm. and go like Miss Joy and Miss Charnel? Shout out to Charnel. That's the social worker that works for me. She might not want my name, my husband name, my social work podcast, whatever. Anyway, like why can't they walk in and know like there are these two black women now and like somebody might argue like there should be a man. Well, black men didn't apply because mm-hmm. I probably would have gave it yep. to one of them. Absolutely. A white man applied. He was trash. And mm. nobody said thank you after mm-hmm. their interview except for her because mm-hmm. manners. Anyway, so like why can't a white, uh, a white a, uh, like a student walk in, see these two black natural hair women um, who are nice to them, who listen to them, who are respectful to them, um, who are also like in power. Like kids, kids are not dumb. Kids no. know that. Like they'll ask like... Mm-hmm. Me, a, uh, they'll ask her a question and then she'll mm-hmm. be like, Well, you gotta ask Miss Joy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Why? She's like, Because that's my boss. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, that I am a boss. Mm-hmm. Is important like, for them to know. It's important for them to know. Like, you can be a boss, mm-hmm. you can be someone's supervisor. Yes. I never wanted to be anyone's supervisor, probably because in my social work experience and in my like previous job experience from when I was working in like at fucking Pathmark mm-hmm. and Cold Stone Creamery, mm-hmm. I didn't have a black boss. Mm-hmm. And so, Part of me, I think, like, dumbed myself down because I said, well, I don't want to be nobody's supervisor because that's a lot of work, and I don't want to do it. And then I got to a point where I started to see people in leadership roles mm-hmm. who were trash mm-hmm. or who were, like, some incompetent, some just, like, shitty-ass mm-hmm. supervisors or bosses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, me and white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Making decisions for yep. people that look like me. Yep. And I said, well, I'm tired of this shit. Yep. Let me go be, let me go apply for this job. Yep. And I got it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes imposter syndrome still seeps in. Yep. 
And I and I'm going into my third year there, and I'm still like, oh, I don't know, am I doing a good job? Mm-hmm. Am I good enough? Because before I even started, and here go the fucking seeds again mm-hmm. at the white people plant. Mm-hmm. I was told, and not all of the seeds are playing about white people, but you know, but a lot of them. Are. But a lot of I feel like because that's who we see it. When you mm-hmm. get to a certain level, you see that's a lot of white people. That's who you're working with, and that's yeah. who's making the decisions. Yeah, like I feel like we interact a lot with with white people because of where we are in our roles mm-hmm. and that there aren't enough people of color yeah, in roles. Yeah, and those senior roles. And when they are, a lot of the times they're problematic too. But that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. That bitch. But um, when I went on my interview with the principal that I work for, my, I don't remember if it was my boss or my boss's boss, but somebody was like, She's met a lot of people and she hasn't liked any of them. Well, thank you. Thank you for that setup. And so then when I got hired, I was like, well, did she like me? Or yeah, she just felt like I'm tired of interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely walked in not confident and thinking that I like was given this job because she was tired of doing interviews and it was mm-hmm. like time to work. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I didn't feel like I earned it or mm-hmm. like I wowed her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like creates a a boundary today because I'm like you think I'm stupid? (laughs) I just I don't know. Yeah, I think that for me it's a little bit different in that I feel like initially that's how like I feel like I got in, you know, a lot based on like other things, but Mm -hmm. then now that I'm here I feel like more pressure to perform. Yeah. Because I need to prove that it's like oh, shit, we liked her because of X, Y, and Z, but she actually knows her shit. Yeah. And she actually, you know, is competent and is getting things done. And you are, and you are killing shit, and I want you to be a little more lazy, but, th- like, don't listen to me. Well, it's, I'm still at work, and it's... But your time. name on the motherfucking door, damn. <laughs> I took a picture because I'm so proud of you. might come over and snatch it down and tell me to get out. No, they not. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, though. No, for real. I, I feel like... Like we're we're out here like and, and, and I hate that it's taken us so long mm-hmm. because yeah. like my therapist I told you she like checked my ass and was yeah. like I'm sure you have like a decade of experience yep. and I'm like I do she's like I just don't understand why you don't think you should work for yourself and I said the funny thing is an intern that I had applied to work at like a practice or a practice not like a practice a practice. I'm like, you've been out of school for like five minutes and you weren't that great Mm -hmm. when you worked for me. Mm -hmm. But you feel ready to go and like do this thing that I'm like, I mean, I've been a social worker for, I don't know, whatever. Like, I mean, I've worked in the field for 10 years. I've been out of grad school for seven years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. Mm -hmm. But you've been out of grad school for a month. And you feel like. And you feel absolutely ready and confident. And and then you put me as a reference. And that's what we're talking about, right? And, and like, I struggle because, like, part of me is, like, maybe it's a woman thing. Like, maybe all women have imposter syndrome. No, that's not true. (laughs) Sorry. And try again. (laughs) But I do think as a woman of color, that shit hit you harder. Yeah. Because you got this, like, you're a woman mm-hmm. and you got a little melanin in mm-hmm. your skin. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you. And a little spice. A little spice. You sassy. You know, mm-hmm. I got a white client that tells me all the time, you're so sassy. 
You're, what are you tr- really trying to say? And I'm not a child. You don't call me sassy. No, I'm I am sassy. grown. Right. But it's like, it's interesting, like, how we are devalued by people above us and even below yes. us. Yes. Yes. It's true. Should we talk about Yes. I was about to just time? see. I was about to say that. I was about to set up the alley. It's because you, you live here. Yeah, because, like, it's my home. <laughs> But what do you think about it in your personal life? Okay, so I feel like professionally and personally, I'm two very different people. I agree. Like, I literally feel like I live a double life, (laughs) which makes it, which contributes more to my imposter syndrome. Because I'm like, yo, Mm. if these mofos saw me on, like, a Thursday night. Yeah. On the right Thursday night? Yeah. After I get out of work? It's a different Thursday night. It's a different Thursday it's night. It's a different you, rather. And and the struggle that I got to go through to get up to get here on a Friday morning? Yeah. After you've been out being an adult? <laughs> yeah. And I feel it's like, true. I'm like, damn, like, but people who do this job don't do that stuff. Right? Like, That's people that true. do this job are supposed to, like, go home and, like, read books and you know, drink some milk and go to sleep. <laughs> Not be on the streets. Drinking, <laughs> drinking Hennessy. Drinking Hennessy at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and you got to be at work in just a few True. hours. And, I, and I'm always worried about that, too. It's like, ooh, what if someone finds me out? <laughs> yeah, girl. Like the text message I got, do you want your Instagram Exa- answer? No. no. Especially in this setting, because I work in a very specific setting. Yes, well, yes, yes. Yes, because you have to be extra super cautious mm-hmm. because they will pull you all the mm-hmm. way to the carpet. Like, what's really good? Mm-hmm. And I already, you know, take a few liberties here and there with, like, tattoos and things like that that yeah. I slowly began to, like, stand in and be like, this is me. Yeah. And I still deserve to have this job. Yeah. And I can see people looking at them like, how did she, what is Sign. she doing? I don't look the part. Right. Right. I- like I think like when I think of like traditional social workers, I think about this this professor I had in college who wore like those vests with like the cats and the mm, trees and exactly. shit on it. And the like pins right, and the, the pins and she had like a short hair. Yeah. And like and the pants. Right, the pants yep. up here yep. and like wallabies. Yep. And I'm like when I tell like when I like my favorite one of my favorite icebreakers is two truths and a lie. And my mm-hmm. my I always say something about tattoos. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, you got, it's usually not until the summer. And people are like, you got a lot of tattoos. I'm like, yes, I have a soap bottle tattoo on my arm. That is a little ghetto. <laughs> Same. But, like, <laughs> but I'm like, when I'm in a session with somebody, I, like, I don't, I would hope that they're not thinking about how many tattoos I have. Yeah. And it's about the way that our conversation yeah. is flowing. But that contributes to the imposter syndrome because yeah. you're working against that and you're working against the feeling that I have all of these things that make me different right. and, you know, they didn't know about this when they gave me the job, so I done skirted past. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, that's what I mean. I'm like, ooh, ooh, they didn't catch me with these. And then I'm like, come out and they like show this natural yeah. hair in the fucking afro. Exactly, because when I showed up, my shit was pulled back. And then I got the job, and then I'm like, surprise. <laughs> like, you know? But wait, but wait. But we're talking about personal now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We transition. So personal. I feel like I sometimes 
no. Sometimes I feel like, am I really that? Sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm popping. Mm-hmm. And more people should want to, like, be in my presence. Mm-hmm. And then other days I'm like, but am I? I don't know. Like, do I always... And I know that I don't show up for everybody the same. I, I am, like, I'm in my, like... Mm-hmm. Self-reflection. I know that, like, I am a better person to other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get that. And so then I go, maybe that's why people aren't what they are to me. Whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But, like, I think I struggle with... Like, in, like, dating in particular. Like, I met a man, and he was a, he's a lawyer. And I'm like, oh, you want to talk to little old me? Mm-hmm. Now, he's a trash-ass individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but on paper, or like when you tell somebody, like, oh, I'm talking to a lawyer. Like, that mm-hmm. sounds really cool. But, like, fuck him. But, mm-hmm. you, like, like, I felt like, even in the moment, I was like, oh, am I good enough to talk to a lawyer? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, you mm-hmm. are. But, like, I was like, I don't know, because he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm just a social worker. Yeah. I feel like, for me, it, it shows up differently. I'm just always questioning people's motives. Mm. So it's not so much about like what the person does or what the person has, but yeah. it's more like, well, what the fuck did you come over here for? Like, you came well, over here too. for some bullshit. Like, I just always think that, like, of it's all a the people- It's an okie doke. Yeah, this is set up, this is an okie doke. You just come over, came over here to like, make a mess and run Ruin off. My life. You can yeah, you came over here to fuck my life up like I always say. <laughs> and it it don't matter if you a lawyer, a garbage man or a damn That's true. um a whatever. I just always assume that like of all the people in this room, <laughs> why you in my why you in my face? Yes. Get yes. out my face. Yeah. And sometimes and then I spend the whole time figuring out why you still in my face. Yeah. And like, I must say, because sometimes the get out of my face is not like, because I'm uninterested. It's like, I am interested, but I'm why are you interested? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why are you interested? That's the question I'm always asking. I, do you ever ask this in your relationships? Like, why do you like me? <laughs> oh, that's just me. <laughs> I would like to know. Do you ever ask? But I never ask. Oh, my God. I ask, and then I ask again. Like, I, like, I you know... I wish that Rasheen was alive so he could attest to some of the mm-hmm. crazy that was joy. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, <laughs> why do you like me? He'd be looking at me like, and then he would answer. Aww, like the first nice. time is cute. Uh, and then it's like, well, why do you like me? And I'm the like, third oh, time. The, the like, when you're three years in mm. and like, talking about a future. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you like me? Uh, that shit is annoying. I uh-huh. think he used to be like, you're mad annoying, mm-hmm. but I'm too nice to tell you, like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like I need constant validation mm-hmm. because, like, well, like I said, I struggle with, like, the I'm popping and, like, but I'm not sure if I am. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that, like, feedback not feedback in a relationship, mm-hmm. I guess. But, like, sometimes that, like, validation feels like, okay, I am good enough. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you don't need that. Stop asking. You don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. You know what I do? And I think it's the same. It's, like, in the same vein as yeah. what you do. But it's, like, more aligned with my personality. I just make the <laughs> statement. 
<laughs> That's more you. Like, oh, you just came over here to lie, huh? This is where you bring all your hoes. Yeah. Oh, this is where you bring all your hoes? Oh, you just came over here to touch my butt? Or you just came over here to talk some shit? But they or always just, just come to here. touch butt. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just feel like, I just make a statement, but I think that's just my version of... Because are you looking for Why do you like me? Because I'm too, I don't, I have problems being vulnerable. So I'm not (coughs) going to say, why do you like me? Because that would make me vulnerable. Instead, Mm. I'm going to take the power position and just make the statement, which is also problematic (laughs) and a sign of insecurity. Yeah. When you say that, though, do they then, like, say, like, nah, I didn't come over here to touch your butt. I came over here to look in the eyes. Like, do they say, but can I touch it though? <laughs> uh, I gotta block a phone number tonight because this episode is not triggering. <laughs> Ma, don't want, don't touch me. Mm. Don't come ruin my life. It's already messed that's up what, enough. That's what they came for. <gasps> Who's like a motherfucker up today? <laughs> Joyce. It's funny. Hey, vulnerable girl. <laughs> hey, vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable girl. Let me make your broken life more miserable. <laughs> They're not all that bad. They're Let's walk it all. back. They, we are not like. I think there's some really, 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 really good men. Especially, like, I would say, like, now that um, I feel like, because you told me this, like, (laughs) not looking for certain things, especially, like, on social media, Mm because you'll find them, Mm -hmm. when you're looking at other things. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like what I search for, what I'm looking at on social media, what I'm posting is different, and so those kinds of things pop up on my feed, Mm -hmm. and I, like, follow more like-minded people than I think I did a few years ago. And there's some really, really, really good guys. A lot of them are married. Mm-hmm. Some of them are single, and I'm like, mm-hmm. let me manifest you in my head because mm-hmm. I'm never going to shoot my shot mm-hmm. because I'm not going to ever put myself out there like that. But also, you got to remember on social media, a lot of the time, they appear to be good. See, but that's you. So that's no. me again. Because <laughs> they might not be just I don't believe shit. <laughs> That I see on the internet <laughs> or in real life. I always think that this shit gonna go left unless I know you personally and I know you a good dude. And I do know a lot of great dudes personally. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is a good dude. And it's not them, it's me. See, right. I got a whole host of problems. <laughs> but right now, we talking about... <laughs> these fellows on the internets. Right, some of them seem like real good dudes. But the internet is used to create false narratives. It is, but then someone can say, like, my life is a false narrative. But it's not. But you know that. Somebody else might you're not. Right, you're right. It's not always the case. It's not always the case. But a lot but of I'm, the times it but is. But I'm also ain't a dude, so maybe that's... <laughs> all the dudes I be on that I... Uh, not all. A lot of the dudes that I see on the internet yeah. acting like good men, I find out later on that they in a whole heap of mess. I heard a story the other day, girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, so he wasn't really like a good, damn. You got to, mm. it ain't all of them, though. I still got to keep some kind of 
faith that I ain't gonna start dating some guy and his wife gonna pop up again. Mm. Girl. I haven't been in that situation, which is why it's funny that I have such negative thoughts. Yeah. But I think it's always just like, I don't know. I think it's like feeling good, feeling like you're, you're worth, like almost like you're worthy to be in a relationship. Yeah. And I think I am worthy, but I also think that I have some like things yeah. that are a challenge mm-hmm. to a relationship. Like I just have these ways of thinking. I just am, I just see things a little bit differently <laughs> from a lot of people. <laughs> And I think that's the reason. But I, there are good men out there. We don't hate men. No, we don't hate men. We love men. <laughs> but, you know, they can be challenging. They can be challenging. And I guess, like, so can we. I know I'm challenging. I'm, like, like Rasheen would tell me to stop asking him if he was happy. I feel like we just need to check in every now and then. Mm-hmm. You happy still? Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's keeping you I think that's happy? healthy. I do, too. But, like, you know. But he I think like we're not, as a people, we're just not used to having those sorts of And maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I feel like you need relationship check-ins. I think so, too. For me, they're probably more, like, to validate that I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. But, like, why do I think that I would be doing a bad job as a mm-hmm. You know why it is? I know why. I know why. I think I have it in a relationship because I was in an unhealthy relationship and she was toxic as fuck. And that his, like statement piece that he would make was at least I don't hit you Girl. Um, at least I don't hit you how about that <laughs> let me go upside your head sorry I wasn't trying to make light of that but no but no but yeah but yeah um, but like that that was his like almost slogan at least I don't hit you I think made me feel like well maybe this is all that I deserve and there isn't anything else and then love, 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 love my mom, but my mom's an enabler by, mm-hmm. by nature and so I would tell my mother what was going on in my relationship mm-hmm. and I think I would have wanted her to try to push me to leave. leave. Um, That's a big part. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like like, especially because like I looked to my mom for a lot of things like mm-hmm. I pledged a sorority in college, and when the shit was getting real crazy, mm-hmm. I was like, you want me to drop? And she's like, mm-hmm. it's up what, to you. No, like, I need you. I need. I needed my mom's voice in a lot of decisions mm-hmm. I made. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not needed, but wanted. wanted. I wanted her voice, and I wanted her voice in this relationship to say, this isn't mm-hmm. what you deserve. But, like, her hearing the stories and not ever saying leave or, like, you should leave or, like, how can I help you in leaving? Mm-hmm. And him saying, like, um, at least I don't hit you. All men cheat. It's the nature of a man to cheat. All men cheat. You're going to get it cheated on anyway. And then those messages making me feel like, I don't deserve anything better. Maybe there isn't anything better because they're all going to mm-hmm. cheat on me. And some of them might hit me because I know people, I know women who are getting hit. Mm-hmm. Or like some of them might call me like a stupid bitch because mm-hmm. I know women who are being called a stupid bitch. Mm-hmm. And so at least he doesn't like, like he cheats on me. He's not nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, like maybe like this is it. 
Yeah. And so then I think when I like met Rashim and then like our relationship seemed healthy or was healthy, I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Are you happy? You must be cheating because mm-hmm. ain't no way you not. Yep. Because like, you're a handsome guy, you're funny, you're, you know, you have like all of these qualities, mm-hmm. these qualities, like, how could you not be fucked yeah. up? Exactly. Why do I deserve all these great Why things? Why do I deserve all these great things? Yeah. And like, because I like had that relationship, I think I get nervous about like the next one. Of like, am I just gonna settle because now I'm gonna feel like, well, I'm older. Mm-hmm. He got three teeth in his mouth and like one good leg, and he don't hit me, so like this is cool, you know? Like, like and like that's like being silly, but but like, I mean, even with the the, the, the dude that like has been playing me. And I feel like playing me sounds so harsh. But, like, not being, like, a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, considering giving him, like, another chance because, like, it's easier than... Like, at least it's somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And, like, am I really even... Again, like, am I... Like, do I deserve somebody that's educated and has a career that is- makes a good mm-hmm. salary and, like... You know, maybe today he's not a good person, but like in some years now, I ain't got a bunch. But of But I years. think it's that sounds like again, it's like it falls into a lot of different things. One of them being falling in love with someone's potential, which that's is a whole other episode. Of, yeah, yeah, that's another episode. But I think it's also like shit. I lost my thought. Sorry. But yeah, like it's like. Also, really believing that you are 100% deserving of exactly what it is that you want in a partner. And I think so many of us have experiences that take us away from that thought. Mm -hmm. I talk to women from other walks of life who have no problem saying... Oh, well, I'm only dating a man that got X, Y, Z and does one, two, and three. Yeah. And they get it. Real bad bitch give a fuck about a nigga. Yes. Now, I don't know if the real (laughs) bad bitches who give a fuck about a nigga are really having the kinds of relationships that I aspire to. (laughs) However, I have met other women who are very clear about what they want, and that's exactly what they get. Yeah. And because they believe that it's possible and it's there. But I feel I like that's people with careers, times. too. Like, it's both. If you, mm-hmm. I think, and it's like... It's you manifest your thoughts. Yeah. Your life is a direct result of what you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. That's what's so scary about yeah. thoughts. And that's why, like, we joke around a lot and, like, say niggas ain't shit and, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But we really do have to be a lot more mindful of the thoughts in our head and the way that we speak yeah. out loud things that we speak into existence because right. our life is a direct result of what we think we deserve mm-hmm. and so I have to like I want to stop saying niggas ain't shit but it's so funny when I say it it's hilarious because niggas be doing shit that ain't shit <laughs> and then you're like here you go being ain't shit again but then I also just try to back it up and say no not all like some of them are it's not but all I need to stop saying the ain't shit because that's why I keep meeting ain't shit niggas but I don't no, always don't do know. I know. 
bitch, you don't. I know. All right. All right. All right. Check me. You right? You don't. You meet good dudes. I just don't be ready. I don't mean no. No one's checking for me unless they want to waste my goddamn time or touch my butt. I was gonna say something, um, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, in thinking about like manifesting and like believing and like putting that shit out there. So in therapy, when my you know therapist got me together, she's like, start off with seeing two people. Mm-hmm. Guess how many people have reached reached out to me? I didn't reach out to them. I didn't seek them out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to like. Steal people from no one. Mm-hmm. That's how many people have reached out to me. Four. Well, two. But like, <laughs> I said four on purpose. <laughs> but like, but it, but it's like I know that I. I mean, like I could carry on the same caseload that I had in my fever service mm-hmm. and be out here killing shit. But I also know like it took a lot of time mm-hmm. and energy, and it was it was like. You have to like mentally get yourself ready to go yep. leave a full-time job to go do another job. Yep. And my goal is not to have a full-time job at some point and to just work for myself. Mm-hmm. But I have to be able to believe that I can really do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like crazy. She was like, I'm sure you can do it. I'm like, yeah, like people come to their appointments. Mm-hmm. People are excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and the people who are like, I don't want to do therapy. You don't want to do therapy. I don't think it's... it's not there, there was this one woman who I don't think I was a good fit for her. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I guess she felt the same way because she didn't come back. But she was a much older white woman mm. going through like a divorce. And like, not that I couldn't have worked with her, but it just also like... Some of the shit she was saying was real privilege. And I was struggling with my own um, feelings about what she was coming to the table with. And so it was best for the both of us that I didn't wasn't her therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, not everyone's the right fit. How no. many of us go to therapists? Oh my God, who what? cannot relate and aren't the right fit for yeah. us? Congratulations, you mm-hmm. met someone who is not you know aligned with what it's you like need. Dating. But guess what? It's much easier for you to find someone who is than it is for me. Like, it is true. There, there are way more. There are way more. I really like my therapist. I think she's a superstar. I hope somebody thinks that about me. I think so. I think I think that about you. You my therapist. I love you, girl. You my favorite. <laughs> you my smartest friend too. Somebody gonna listen to this and they gonna be mad at so, you. So <laughs> she is. All y'all got gifts. Joyce the smart well, one. Well, she the smartest one. <laughs> she is. I'm just resourceful. <laughs> but thank you. But yeah, so. What, 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 what are your final thoughts and feelings? I think my final thoughts and feelings on the topic of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. is really just standing and believing that everything you have, you mm-hmm. have worked hard for, and you, in many cases, you're a black worked, woman. Girl, <laughs> shit. You're trying to get me in trouble. I'm playing, y'all. It's a joke. But in, in many cases, you've worked double hard. If you're a black woman, I think you did work double hard. And so it's okay for you to clap for your damn self because most people are not going to clap for you and to stand in your success. Mm. It's okay to do that. Yes. You know, and 
understand that they are privileged to have you. Because if you act like a gift, you will be treated like Ha! Huh, come on, gift! Okay, so I'm going to challenge you with this. Think of something you've achieved in life and, like, give yourself... Why don't roll your eyes at me? <laughs> Think of something you've achieved in life, but be it professional or personal, and, like, give yourself, like, props for it right now. You want to think about it? I mean, the position that I have now is definitely something that I've been working on. So, like, on talk to yourself. For a long time. I can't talk to myself. I'm, I don't know how to be nice to myself. I don't think I know how. That's a problem, so, too. So, start, like... I'd rather just, like, talk out loud. You just, like, put it in the third person. Yeah, because then it's not me. But it's you. You did this. Well, I think that it's great to finally be in a place where I've achieved this goal. He's so, like, surface with it. Give yourself props. I, we don't do that enough. I did a good job getting this job. Okay, because you are competent, capable, and kind. How was that? Weird. <laughs> but thank you, therapist Joy. <laughs> don't therapize me on the air. <laughs> Is that a word? I don't know, but I use it sometimes. Okay. I don't know if it's a word. Um. I would say that moving forward, I'm going to do a better job mm -hmm. of talking nice to myself mm -hmm. and giving myself props because I don't really do that enough. And so me giving myself props, um, I'm working on something to do a thing, to do a thing, and I needed uh, a transcript. So, you know, you can, like, request a transfer, but you can also, like, look at your grades. So I looked at my grades through grad school. And I remember grad school, but it was kind of a blur, if I'm being honest. Um, and I guess part of that is because, like, both of my parents died when I was in grad school. My dad died uh, when I was going. In, I, was in, I, I, like, went super part-time. Like, I would take, like, two classes a semester up until the last year, then I took more. My dad died when I was going into my second year. And then my mom died as I was finishing my third year. Mm. Um, but I was looking at my grades. And my, one of my lowest grades, my lowest grade in grad school was a B minus. Mm -hmm. I finished grad school with a 3.85 GPA. Mm -hmm. Having lost both of my parents. Yeah. And I don't think that I ever paid attention to it. I don't think that I give myself enough credit for mm -hmm. living. Mm -hmm. that. Um, and so, Joy. <laughs> Dear Joy, I love you. You're amazing. And you're beautiful and wonderful. And even though you don't like being called strong, you're something. Because you get up every day and you do this thing called life. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to or not. Because sometimes you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really a challenge. But you do it. With a smile on your face. And with vulnerability. And with vulnerability. Which is a true sign of strength. Thank you. So, for you all listening, say something nice to yourself today. Try to say something nice to yourself every day. Because shit, if you don't think you pop in, and a lot of people won't. And if you don't think you're a gift, other people won't, right? Mm -hmm. 
So like, start be, let's start being kinder to ourselves. True. Let's not wait till 2020. Let's start like August 2019. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because That's it's Leo point. season and my birthday's coming up. Woo, 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 woo. You Leos be mad annoying when your birthday comes. We are. Jesus. My birthday is literally my favorite day. No, only year. Leos will start telling you their birthday coming like two months out. I'm I like, dead ass was talking to someone and they were like, How are you? And I'm like, Good, my birthday coming up. <laughs> <laughs> only Leos do that. They're like, oh, Okay, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Leos start talking about their birthday at Memorial Day. It's the weirdest yeah, thing. Yeah, my birthday's coming up and in, I mean, like in February, I announced that my birthday is almost my birthday. Like, my birthday's in six months. And then, but like, a bitch, every Leo I know does this shit. It's, yeah, it's bad. It, it's, we love our birthday. Yeah. My birthday's August 15th, if you care. We know. I accept <laughs> gifts or just a happy birthday, Joy. Woo! You can email me, thejoyofsocialwork at gmail.com. Or you cash at me, Joy, S-W, J-O-I. Don't send it to J-O-Y. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about my birthday. I'm going to be 35. Ah! That's a big birthday. It feels like a big birthday. Somebody was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh. Mm. Go, I want to dance. I want to have fun. I want to feel good. Mm. And you deserve to. I feel like I should get hair to my butt. Mm. And I should like... Hey, it's gonna be hot, and then I'm gonna want to take it off. And you might take. And I probably will take it off, and then I'll have Cleo braids underneath. I would be so mad at you if you took your wig off at the party. I've seen swinging it. Bad wigs. Can we do an episode about wigs? That has nothing to do with social work, but like, maybe we can make a connection. A beauty. Oh yeah. Beauty trends. And what it says about and how they affect Ooh. our purview as people of color. I like how you do spun that because you live here. Mm-hmm. This is your podcast now. It's mine. <laughs> you don't see right. my couch in the corner? I see it. My toothbrush over there too. Because <laughs> you left hand out. <laughs> Did you take your shoes off before you came in? Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. If you are a Leo, happy birthday. Happy Leo season. Woo! It's our time. Do some awesome dope shit. Somebody has sent me some horoscope thing. Like, Leos are supposed to be, like, sprinkling good news and joy around the world. So do that, fellow Leos. I love you. It is our time. We are here. Stop rolling your eyes. Leos, All right. you're mad annoying, but I do love y'all. Leos are the I'm best fucking people. I'm surrounded by Leos. Look, if you have something negative to say about Leos, say it in my email. Oh, God. Don't do that. Because then like, y'all might hurt my feelings because mm-hmm. I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. I am sensitive. All right, now we're rambling. I just don't, I feel like I haven't been on this in a long time and like I just want to keep talking, but it's over. All right, bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.